Welcome to the June Transition Podcast. I'm Rob Hopkins. This month our focus is on food. We hear stories from three transition initiatives doing interesting things with food and also start the build-up to the 2012 Transition Network Conference in September. We'll be hearing from the transition group who created, at two weeks' notice, an edible garden in time for the Olympic torch procession through their town, and from the group who have set up a new organic vegetable box business and who will be telling the Transition Network Conference how they did it. But we start across the pond in Berkeley, California. Transition Berkeley began 18 months ago, inspired by the work of the neighbouring Transition Albany. I spoke to Susan Silver, aided occasionally by her five-year-old daughter, one of the group's founders, to ask her about their crop swaps which featured in last month's roundup. What I asked her exactly is a crop swap. So a crop swap is basically um, a time where people gather their excess backyard produce, their fruits and vegetables, and they bring them to a central location and they trade them. And the way that we work is every Monday evening um, at 6.30 in a, in a park next to a um, public transit station actually, um, we have about, well, last year we had about 40, 50 people coming, and this year we have, we've gotten about 30 um, that are coming weekly to trade their backyard produce. And um, it's, it's also a, a wonderful community building experience. After they're trading, they're talking a lot about their, you know, their produce and, and giving tips on how to, how to grow things. And also after the trading, we're doing skill shares, meaning we have a little discussion uh, about a specific topic as well. And it's very kid-friendly. Lots of kids come. There's hula hooping, jump roping. My daughter always brings her hula hoop. It's, it's, it's a really fun community building activity as well as you know, talk, um, really promoting the sharing economy. And what kind of things do people bring to swap? Well, it depends what's in season, really. <laughs> so right now we are trading, let's see, a lot of kale. Kale's more of a winter crop, but it's, you know, in Berkeley with such a mild climate. Um, there is, um, we have a lot of plums these days, a lot of, um, as well as a lot of really specialty crops that people um, are really proud of that they, not that many people um, are growing. Last year, our last week, we had some collards. So it, it depends, but um, tomatoes later on in the season. So it's very seasonal. And what does, what does running the crop swap thing do for the wider work that, that the transition group is doing? Well, first of all, it's 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 been a really great promotional tool. Um, right away, we got a lot of press, and people started really um, talking about Transition Berkeley from these crop swaps. And it's also a very much a cross-generational um, event where we're attracting not only our regulars, which tends to be sort of more um, well, sort of the older generation in our group, um, we're attracting a lot of younger people, younger urban farmers, as well as um, families. And third of all, it's it's really directly promoting our cause, which is resilience, community resilience through food. What advice would you give to other initiatives who might like the idea and want to start something like that themselves? I would say it's, it's a really, really easy process. Um, first of all, just 
figure out a, um, a really central location that would work for people. Um, a park often works. Secondly, it's really great to collaborate with groups that are doing um, maybe similar projects like community gardens, for example, or your local gardening group, and then just get the word out. And the first time, um, tried, we, we did a press release the first time, um, and maybe make the first event really a, a sort of a splash. Maybe you can offer, um, people can offer even food, the, the bring food or potluck the first time. And yeah, the promotion piece is, is really key and make sure that it, the time that you start it works. So we started ours in like May, late May, which is sort of the beginning of the harvest season, but that, that worked pretty well. The 2012 Transition Network Conference takes place at Battersea Arts Centre, London, between the 14th and 16th of September. Its theme will be Building Resilience in Extraordinary Times. It will be preceded by a youth conference and a Reconomy Day, sharing stories and experiences of new enterprises emerging through transition. One of those will be sharing his experience is Tom Allen of Transition Kentish Town in London. They recently launched their Veg Box scheme. I asked Tom to tell us more about it and how it came about. Well, it's our attempt within the context of Transition Kentish Town to set up a social enterprise. Transition Kentish Town, we're all really focused on keeping it at a kind of community-based friend and family, not trying to accumulate too much money, not um, charging too much for events, and sort of running it like that outside of the formal economy, I guess. But always from the beginning, we did want to set up something that would build a sort of alternative economic reality. We felt the need to kind of do that as well. And so we're always looking out from the beginning for something to set up or something to join in with. When Growing Communities in Hackney came up with their startup programme, we just looked and thought, wow, that's brilliant, and kind of jumped on board. What's the plan for the business? How are you... How do you see VegBox uh, unfolding? Basically, community-led. So we're setting up as a consumer cooperative. So um, everyone who is a customer will also be a member and ultimately will decide on the direction of the organisation. It's organic because we feel we want to support sustainable farming and that's organic farming. And um, we're also focusing on small-scale farms as close to London as possible. That's sort of part of the story, saying, here we are in Kentish Town, we're trying to get our food from as close as possible, and, um, and also really build up a relationship between our members and the farms that we buy from to really make it quite human and tangible. And it's also a pickup scheme, so people come and pick up their bags from one of four pickup points at the moment around Kentish Town. So with those two elements, uh, we're sort of outsourcing some of the work. You know, we're not delivering it. We're not going to manage people choosing anything. It's just a very sort of streamlined operation saying we're getting these seasonal vegetables, we're bringing it to these points, you come and pick them up. And as you come and pick them up, you'll meet other people who are members and hopefully that will kind of help to support you in terms of eating seasonally and committing to this kind of scheme. So it's got this sort of social dimension. When are you hoping to deliver the first box? Well, we're going to do a sort of soft launch to just us lot, as it were, family and friends so that we can go horribly wrong if we have to in August. We're just going to start trying it out, just a few bags. But we officially launched at the beginning of September. So the first week of September, we'll start making sure that we can deliver to people who are 
properly customers and not friends who are going to tolerate some teething mistakes. But I think we're very much sort of in the early stages introducing it to people as you know, you are founder members, you can shape how this goes, you can feed back to us, it's something new and exciting, we want you to help us. We're constantly asking people for help. Transition can to town, we can run quite informally. We have groups and so on, but it's quite light maintenance. But the moment you start setting up a cooperative or a company, it's all quite a lot of formal stuff just has to be done. And we've been working through that and it has taken a while. What 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 kind of evolution does it represent for the for the group, do you think, running something like that? Transition mm. Kenter Town feels like if all certain key people left, and you know, I count myself as one of them at the moment, then maybe it would all die down. There's a sense that the organisation is the people. All our, we do so much food work, but it's all about people, you know, it's reskilling workshop, people doing things in their homes, and it kind of, it doesn't really alter the economic framework around us, it just tries to change culture. And so we like the idea that here, even in a very, very tiny way, we're building this alternative supply chain, you know, an alternative to how supermarkets work, and giving some people an opportunity to join in with that supply chain, and just build a little bit of a better world that hopefully there's going to be a lot more of over the coming year. And what would your advice be for any other transition groups who are listening to this thinking, oh, we could do that? I mean, right now, it's a perfect opportunity because growing communities are trying to spread this model across the UK. And the model isn't for everyone. Some groups might be more happy with a sort of entirely volunteer-run model. This model has salary. It aims to make a profit. They're quite business-like in the way it's set up, business with a social agenda. But um, they are mentoring other groups. And I have to say, their mentoring is amazing. It just means so many things have been thought out for us already. We're just drawing on 20 years of their expertise. And they've handed over a template for us to work with. So, um, any sort of mentoring and talking to as many people as possible is the best thing. And finally, we head to Saltash in Cornwall. Saltash Environment Action, or SEA, grew out of the nearby Modbury's famous plastic bag campaign. They became a transition initiative after being inspired by the transition model and have been busy ever since. They've held a transition festival, shown films, run social events, but for the past few months have been focused mainly on food. I asked Louise Austin from the group to tell us more. We had a big green festival, transition festival, a couple of years, well, about a year and a half ago. Uh, which Steph Bradley came to when she was doing her walk. Um, we had a series of events, including a recycled clothes fashion show. Uh, we had bike maintenance workshops, free boot sales. Um, we've ha had lots of film showings. Um, we've tried to keep them as upbeat and positive as possible. Uh, we've had lots of celebrations and socials. Um, and over the last two years, we've really mostly concentrated on food. We're in the third year now of the council um, agreeing to vegetables and herbs going in the town four street planters. Uh, we have some fruit trees, uh, a small orchard at the moment, planted at, in the Tinkham area of Saltash. And we're hoping to expand that. Um, we have a couple of gorilla beds planted up because nobody else seems to take ownership of them. So we have butterfly, bee plants and vegetables planted in those. And then this year, the council have also given us a small circular bed, which we've used as a keyhole bed to utilise the uh, compost and water resources as best we can. 
And in conjunction with the Veggie and Beds, I should have said, sorry, we also ran a competition to try and increase awareness of different um, herbs and vegetables um, and ask people to identify them. Um, and we're also, this year, our biggest project is we're in, is incredible edible salt ash, which we are encouraging people to grow um, vegetables in their front gardens. And then we're going to judge and see who we think's done the best. And we're giving out prizes probably in September for that. The story that we uh, that we noticed that we, that we wanted to put into the the podcast this month was about the uh, your Olympic flame, incredible edible yes. Olympic flame overlap. Yeah, that was uh, a, that was a bit of a roller coaster because we've been campaigning to try and get a bed in Victoria Gardens, which is a small memorial garden at the top of the Four Street, um, which is like Cornwall's version of a high street, and. The council verbally said, yes, we were going to get the go-ahead, uh, but we couldn't start work until we had it in writing. And we literally got the letter from the council two weeks before the Olympic flame event was coming through Saltash. So we panicked, frankly, and we kind of thought, no, we can't do that much in that amount of time. Um, quite a few people had been growing plants on in their greenhouses to plant out that weren't big enough yet, etc., etc. Huge effort by a dedicated and quite small team. The, the the bed got constructed and it got planted. But on the whole, we're really, really pleased with, with how well we did in such a short amount of time. Uh, we had a really dry spell uh, before and after the Olympic flame went through Saltash. And I was one of the people who was taking up about 120 litres of some, some hot, sunny evenings to, um, to try and keep everything alive. Um, and just chatting to people walking through the gardens, they seemed really impressed. Did the, the masses who came out to watch the torch go by have a, have a good view of it at that time? Uh, yeah, the, it was so, Salt Ash was so packed that day. There, there were absolutely hundreds upon hundreds of people there. And a lot of those were gathered around the edge of Victoria Gardens because the, the torch did go right past. Um, and, and we had a huge amount of, of interest in the bed. Uh, it was really... It was a really positively well received. And the council have since also tentatively maybe offering another small patch in a community area. We're waiting to hear if that might be more of a forest garden edged style or garden, uh, you know, fruit, soft fruits and things like that, perhaps. But we're not sure about that yet. And so what's next? Uh, <laughs> uh, I think we would all like to see the orchard at Tinkham grow that's been very well received a lot of people thought that it might have problems with vandalism and it hasn't so we would really like to see that expand uh, we would also like to see a community allotment I think as well um, our, our biggest issue really is enough volunteers to do everything that we want to do but I think if we keep having fun and doing work together that we all feel positive about. I'm sure we, I'm, I feel certain that we are going to draw more people in. To find out more about the 2012 Transition Network Conference, visit transitionnetwork.org. See you next month. <laughs>